Hi friends and welcome to the Sayla with Kayla podcast. My name is Kayla and this podcast is just designed to take a moment and pause in the presence of the Lord. Um, Today is a very special episode and I know I say that a lot but today is actually a special episode because I am joined with my husband Nick. Say hello. Hello, hello. We are celebrating five years of marriage. Yeah. Pretty exciting. We just got back from our anniversary trip. We went up to Duluth and did all the things. And now we're back home and we're sitting on our bed and we've got some twinkly lights on. It's kind of like slumber party vibes. So it's pretty chill. Totally. All right. So, if you listened to my last episode, did you listen to my last episode? I have. I don't know about that. Well, I started a new segment called uh, the Mental Health Check In. So, we're going to do that. Let's uh, check in. How is your mental health? I feel like for the most part, things are pretty good um but yeah i don't know i think overall pretty decent what about you (laughs) you're pretty decent okay um i think things are good or they're okay i'm not really sure we're surviving (laughs) insert a meme of like that sink that's falling apart. Have you seen that meme? <laughs> yeah, where it's like like the little piece where it has like the <laughs> the water's coming out. It's just like the water in the drain. Yeah. It's like this is what I mean when I say I'm surviving. It's functioning, just not all there. Kinda of feel like that. But it's okay. Alright, so I um I asked the Instagram what we should talk about on this podcast. Oh, really? And they kind of just want to know our stories. <laughs> so, like, your testimony. Um, I'm probably going to do a separate podcast eventually about my testimony. So, would you like to share your testimony? Oh, boy. Okay. Um... So, we'll just start from from the beginning, really. Um, I grew up in, like, a Lutheran-type religion background. It was my my family, my mom, my dad, my sister. Um, We went to church most Sundays, but it was more like the traditional kind of church where you give, like, the ages-old hymnals and, like, the sermons and stuff. Like, play, like, on an old, like, keyboard or an old, like, organ, whatever, you know? I'd never really, like, felt anything there. I definitely learned, like, the fun- like the fundamentals, like, of, like, being a Christian and, like, doing the whole God thing. And I'm thankful for that. But, like, none of it was felt, like, personal or anything, you know? So, I just kind of, you know doing the things of the world and like 
experiencing all like the emptiness of everything. So fast forward a few years, I think I'm like maybe 15, 16. I meet this girl. I feel like she's like my soulmate, it was my first love and all this kind of stuff. And things went south, like really south. Like we were together for, I don't know, three years-ish, four years-ish, I don't remember. But we even got engaged at one point and it was bad. So she ended up like cheating on me like multiple times and I would always be like, I would always forgive her and be like, hey, you know, it's okay. Like, I understand where you're coming from and like you won't do it again all that kind of stuff but she would she'd do it again and again and again it's like five different times okay like it's went on for far longer than what it should have um so i finally got to the last point where uh, like someone called my house and was asking like hey is uh so-and-so there and i was like no who's this he's like I'm her boyfriend. I was like, oh, really? That's funny, because I'm also her boyfriend. I was like, oh, that was it. That was the final straw. So I kicked her out and all that kind of stuff. Um, but one of the hardest things about that, though, was one of the guys she cheated on me with was my best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. So at that point... I felt so over everything. I could I had like I felt like so alone. Like there was like nobody I could turn to. I couldn't even trust my own like my closest friend. I couldn't even trust my closest friend. I didn't have a connection I didn't have a relationship with God or nothing. I was just emptying over everything. So <laughs> So there's this I, I tend to collect like these swords at some point in my life. It was really weird. I don't know. But anyway, there's this one sword I had hanging on my wall. And it was the closest thing near me. I just wanted to, to kill myself. I just wanted to end everything. Just, I didn't care what it was or, I didn't put a whole lot of thought into it. I just wanted to die, okay? So, I had this plan. I was like, yep, I'm going to grab this sword. I'm going to fall on it or something and just end everything. End the pain and end everything. So, as I'm about to go through with it, I hear as loud as, loud as can be stop i was like whoa i was like i know that wasn't me because like right now everything's telling me to, to go through with it to, to kill it kill myself to to do it you know like do it do it but the sounds like well i know that wasn't me so i was like i challenged it. i was like god is that you and i heard yes i love you don't do this my son and in that moment changed everything I was like whoa God's real now I'd like to tell you that right in that moment my whole life turned around and I was like instantly better but it, it took it when you're in that pit it takes time to start calming back up so <laughs> what do I do I'm like okay God's real I'm not gonna kill myself Okay, but I'm still very broken and empty and I now put up so many walls because I can't trust anybody. I don't want to get hurt again. So I keep building all these walls up around me where I don't let anybody in. I'm just like 
I become heartless. So like so hardened. My heart is so hardened. Like I don't let anybody in. I don't let anything out. That way I'm safe. I can't get hurt. I can't get broken. I can't die again. Completely unhealthy. Not not recommended at all. Because it couldn't be furthest from the truth. Um, so <laughs> what do I do? I'm probably about let's see. I know I'm at least like 21-ish, 22-ish at that time. And that means I can legally buy alcohol. So what do I do? Well, alcohol will make me forget, make me feel numb and stuff. So I start drinking a lot. Um, not to the point where it's like I need to go to AA or anything, but like I would drink until I black out at times. Don't recommend that. Not fun. I began hooking up with different girls. Just, again, just, I'm not, I don't think anything. I'm just there to do whatever, I, I, you know? Because at that point, I just, I'm soulless. I feel like an empty shell of a human being. Like, I know that God's real at that point, but I still didn't care about anything in the world or anything, or anyone. And <laughs> thinking back on things now, I feel so terrible at seeing what, how I actually was. Um, I remember this one girl, we were, uh, after we were like, you know, doing the, the thing, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, she told me that she loved me and I laughed in her face. I said, <laughs> that sucks because I don't love you. Who says that? Who does that? Like that right there shows you how, how bad it was. Like I was just like. A complete a-hole. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, there's a happy ending to this. It's okay, it gets better. So, fast forward a few more years. Still in that dark place. I start working at Quick Trip. Spelled with a K. Here in the Midwest. Um, I start working there and probably about a year later. I think they're going okay. You know, I'm living by myself and all this stuff. Got a couple of baby kittens and they're, they're kind of all I had. But it was, it was you know, it was, it was okay. Um, a year later, I meet Kayla. Nope, you're telling the story all wrong. All wrong? All wrong. Because we met before you got your own apartment and got the kitties. Did we? Mm-hmm. Hmm. We sure did. Okay. So I was, that's right, that's right, that's right. So I was, I was working at Quick Trip. I was still living at home at the time. But then I was in the transition of getting an apartment and the kitties and stuff. When Kayla starts working at Quick Trip. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say we ever really found love at first sight. Nope. But there was something there. Oh, okay. <laughs> something there. Nah, not at that time. No, there wasn't. <laughs> there wasn't at all. Things started happening in Kayla's life, kind of. And we just started hanging out, you know? Um, our first time we hung out was at Valley Fair, right? Yep. Yep, okay. Yep, with one of our... Former friends. Former friends. And her boyfriend at the time. Maybe boyfriend. Who knows? <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, anyway, I got invited to go with 
Kayla and her friend, and that's third guy, you know. Um, she didn't want to be the third wheel, so I was like, sure, I'll go hang out with Valley Fair. Why not? So we end up going to Valley Fair, and they have free corn, random free cobs of corn. Um, <laughs> I love I love cob on the corn. Kayla does not, so she gave me her cob of free cob of corn, and I ate both. You know, no regrets. <laughs> but we were completely ditched, basically. But it was all right because we were there to have a good time, and then we just hung out the day together. You know, it was great. Um, went on some roller coasters. Went, and yeah, yeah. You yep. know. <laughs> then we, uh, you know, finished off a night right on a Ferris wheel at sunset. Beautiful. I look into her eyes, and I feel a moment. I'm like, huh. But you see, the problem was, I was already dating a girl at that time. Again, one of those girls I just randomly started, whatever. But I never, I'm not going to get into that. (laughs) But, so, but things weren't going very well with this one, okay? Like, I feel like I was in a relationship with myself most of the time, and like, it was going nowhere. So I was going to end it off anyway. But I wasn't, I didn't have any plans of dating Kayla at the time anyway, either. But we were friends. We were friends. Okay, and she and tried like, to friend zone me yeah, so friends. hard. And look where we are now married. <laughs> so I guess I, f- I don't know how much longer it was after that. A few more months? Do you remember? What are we? <laughs> like when we like, became like a couple. Oh, it- so that was like, what was it? August or September? Something like that. And then January is when we actually started dating. Right. So Kayla invites me to go to her church. I'm like, oh, church, here we go again. This is going to be one of those traditional Lutheran type things where they just read out a hymnal and yawn, right? <laughs> I was like, but she told me it was something different. I was like, we have a live band and all this stuff. I was like, you know what? That sounds kind of di- way different than what I was doing. Sure, why not? I'll go to church with you. And so I get there. We sit off to the side. And, like, they have, like, a whole like, setup going on. Like, electric guitar and, like, drums and, like, vocals. And I felt so much life in that. And, like, the sermon was really good, too. I don't remember what it was about. But I just know that it had my interest and I was, I actually felt life in this church. Something I've never felt before. I was like, wow. So I, so I got like addicted to it, right? I got like, I started pursuing God more, like in that church. Once I found my church home, I just put the pedal to the metal and just started chasing after God. And along the way... I have learned that the more I put into it, like all the more amount of effort I put into like pursuing him, the more I get out of it. Like I now know what what more spiritual gifts is, and I hear God on the regular. And what the crazy thing is, when I first started experiencing all these things, like hearing God's voice and all this stuff. I found out that people in this church were experiencing the same things. I was like, I'm not alone. This is actually real. I was like, wow, you know? And then I start reading the Bible, 
and it's in there too they talk about hearing god's voice just like the I know how i'm experiencing it. it's like seeing things and all this stuff and i'm just like wow so that gave me you know everything that i was looking for and like i'm experiencing life now i'm so happy now like compared to how i was back then like in that pit and everything kayla another thing she so all those walls i had built up it took time before i i was like started dating like to go dive back in that i was pretty cautious because i didn't want to get hurt again but she doesn't quite remember this too well but i remember she sent me a song once right okay and it was something about how like they don't want to break your heart but i want to give your heart a break it was definitely not i never sent i swear you i swear you did but anyway um crazy she that's how my mind remembers it so maybe that's the way it's I remember it. I think your mind might be mistaken, Could but be. anyway, it's it probably a song for sure, but maybe yeah. not that one. Anyway, that's one I remember. But I remember one thing she said to me that kind of helped everything. She was like, "I told her I had all these, I have all these walls built up and everything," and she's like, "Is it okay if I help tear down these walls, like brick by brick?" You don't remember that, but. You did. And I was like, I was very cautious, but I I just had this feeling that I could trust her, you know? And I know him now that that's definitely God working through that. <laughs> just telling me the things I needed, you know, to find the person I'm supposed to be with. And I guess another thing was when I found out God was real and I was at a place that I kind of... I felt like I was getting better. I would pray a prayer every night that God would help me find the woman I'm supposed to be with, the one that I can marry and have children with, and I can raise a family according to his word, you know? And I'd pray that every single night before I go to bed, every night. And now, looking at my life now, I know that prayer was answered. And I'm just so thankful for it. Yeah, that's... that's my testimony that's how i knew god pretty cool yeah. um a fun fact um one of the one of the instagram responses was how we met and um nick told you the story of how we met but coincidentally my parents also met when they were working together and it just so happened to be that same exact building that Nick and I were working together in. Talk so about, I thought that was pretty cool. Talk about God. <laughs> Shall we switch gears and give a little unsolicited advice? Certainly. <laughs> Since I did my 28 Things for 28 Years podcast, I felt like I had to do something similar. We've been married for five years, so we wanted to give five pieces of advice for couples. So we got number one, it's make God the center of your relationship. Yes, highly recommend that. And if you don't know God, he's real, he loves you, and yes, do this. Yeah, pray together, worship together, serve together. Yeah, in fact, we are, after we finish recording this podcast, we're going to go 
serve at our youth group together. So it's fun. It's fun to do that. Number two, we've got learn each other's love languages. What's your love language? Um, it's probably gifts from a number one or words of affirmation. Um, gifts don't mean like buy me a new car every day because that would be insane. It could be like, hey, I picked you this flower because it reminded me of you. And that's loving. Or, hey, I drew this picture for you. Yeah, it doesn't have to cost tons of money to mean something. What's your love language? My love language is physical touch. Now, I know the first thing women or whoever think about near physical touch is sex. Now. Why are we going here? <laughs> now. Physical touch isn't just, you know, that, but a simple, like, a hug or, like, a kiss or, like, just, like, a handhold or, like, a touch or something, you know, makes me, I guess, feel secure and, like, wanted and, like, loved. Actually, someone wants to be around me, you know? Um, physical touch is my least... Is like at the bottom of my love languages. Not even close to being near any of the other ones. So um, I actually have to be intentional with this. So you have to be intentional. Expressing love in the language that your partner understands. Another side note on that is my bottom one is also gift giving. So like her number one is my bottom. And, and her number one, or my number one is is her bottom so like yeah like making that effort to know what makes your spouse feel loved is everything it's hard work but it's worth it for sure um number three we've got go on dates yes it doesn't have to be anything super exciting it could just be going for a walk mm-hmm but prioritize spending time together. Especially if you work opposite shifts. <laughs> that time together isn't always there. Right. And number four, we've got don't give up right away. Yes. Um, I feel like we've been pretty lucky. So definitely the grace of God. But I feel like we don't fight a whole lot. And I feel like a lot of that comes from this. I feel like I feel like we both are in it for the long haul. You know, we're not just here for the high school two-week relationship. Um, get married in a month. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but, like, not giving up on something just because you don't see everything on eye-to-eye level. I mean... Sure, there. okay, now there's exceptions to this. Like, say if you're in, like, an abusive relationship, say, and you're getting beaten every single day to where you're almost dying, yeah, maybe, you know, you shouldn't stick around too much. But, like, the simple frustration, everyday frustration, you know, of, like, the little things where you get mad at each other and just calling it quiz because of that, no, that's something God can move in. You know, that's something... If you both really feel like you want to make it work, 
can't give up right away. And then number five, we've got communicate. Yes, communication is everything, especially if your spouse's love language is completely different. Because you might I be like, thinking they don't love you anymore. Yeah, you might be thinking they don't love you anymore, and then you're like, "Ah, oh, but we don't love me no more. What do I do?" You you call it quits, and you can't do that. You can't do it. You know it's good, but if you feel like you don't know something about your spouse, and you know, and you know it's like they're acting differently. You know, you got to communicate as to, well, first of all, if you're the one who's feeling called angry and whatever at your spouse, like, oh, they're not doing this right, yada, la I hate them, blah, 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 blah. But you're not saying anything to them, thinking they can read your mind. Um, I don't know if you know this, but you can't walk around reading people's thoughts. I mean, that's probably a good thing. That's probably a blessing. But God made it that way for a reason, okay? Like, we are meant to interact with each other. We can't know exactly what someone's thinking or feeling. You may get to the point where you know your spouse really well. And even then, like, I, I'm pretty good at reading my wife's thoughts, okay? But I'm never 100% accurate. Like, there's some things where she's, like, trying to quiz me to guess on. It's like, what am I craving right now? Yeah, we'd like to make a game of it. Yeah, like, what, are we, what am I thinking right now? And I'll be guessing. And my first answer sometimes is, Right on spot. It's like, wow, how did you know? Other times, it takes me like 10, 15, 20 minutes to just try to figure out what she's thinking. Because, again, I can't always read her mind. But it's fun trying to trying to guess. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's going to have different styles of communication that they're comfortable with. Maybe if you get in an argument... You might be the kind of person who needs a little bit of time to process before you can communicate. Maybe you just need to get things taken care of right away. You need to communicate with your spouse and learn that about each other and all will be good. Most of the time. <laughs> Don't quit. <laughs> yeah. It'll get better. Don't give up. Lean into God. He'll help it get better. Do you have anything else you would like to say? Um, no. All right, well, we should probably get going because we got to go to youth group. Yeah, yeah. Because we're youth leaders and we're serving together. But I will talk to you all in the next podcast. Go ahead and follow the social medias. Follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And yeah, we'll talk to you next time. Bye.